0: Fires into the end zone. Touchdown Badgers on that laser to Bill. Wow, that thing was on a line.
1: The result of the play is a touchdown. After the play, unsportsmanlike conduct.
0: Offense number 19. Came onto the field
1: without a helmet to celebrate. That 15-yard penalty will be assessed on the kickoff. We'll attempt to try.
2: Welcome back to Reaction here on 1620 The Zone and 101.9 The Keg. He's Robbie. I'm Josh. Chance Producing. You can give him a call at 402-951-1620. This edition of Reaction brought to you by our friends at Equitable Bank. We take banking personally. Also brought to you by Burton... When your plummet's hurting, just call Burton. That was the touchdown that brought Wisconsin within one score, their first of two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, and a rarity to see a guy get kicked out of a game two times, but that is indeed... Uh, what what happened there, just such an odd situation. As we talked about earlier, uh, Herbig was thrown out because of the targeting call on the Casey Thompson slide, but he didn't go to the locker room and uh, then that's what he did. He ran and celebrated and then he actually did end up going to the locker room. You can give us a uh, call, at 402-951-1620. You can also text us there as well. And Robbie, that is where we get a text from an unnamed texter from the 402 that says, couldn't stop the run, couldn't run or pass or checked, couldn't resist fair catches inside the 12-yard line. Couldn't manage the clock. Impossible to figure out who slash what to
1: blame. Bad team, bad program. It's everyone, right? That's why, you, that's why I said you got to start fresh. Yep. You got to start over. This is not a... This isn't a quick fix. Yep. It's never been a quick fix. Yep. Um, that was the mistake that Frost got here and thought it was a quick fix. Realized it wasn't too late and got himself fired. Not sure if he was capable of doing what was necessary anyway. Um, if I'm being honest, that's just, that's how I feel about him as a coach, but whoever comes in here now should be able to look at the last six years and say, okay, this is a big job. It's going to take a little time. That being said, as broken as everything on the field is right now. And somebody asked this question earlier. It said, is Nebraska ever going to be good again? The answer is yes. As Uh, long as as long as nebraska still commits the resources to football as they have and continue to do and i don't see that part ending anytime soon as long as nebraska still wants to be good at football eventually they will be because it only takes getting it right one time one time you just have to get it right once and then you're fine you're off to the races again yeah and The
2: hard part is just figuring out who the have, right guy is.
1: Yes, and Nebraska's done a horrific job of hiring head coaches for the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. And I would argue that the last 25 years. Frank Solich wasn't... I mean, I don't, we don't have to legislate this. That wasn't a good call.
2: Should they have fired Frank in 2003, 402
1: No, they should have never hired him in 1998. That was my point. But for 25 years, Nebraska has not made good decisions with their football program. Correct. And yet... We have a brand new facility opening up next summer. Mm-hmm. We have a top five or top 10, depending on who you ask, NIL program in the country. Mm-hmm. We have fans that show up for a crappy team in crappy weather, 90,000 strong. Mm hmm all of that is true despite not making good decisions with the football program for 25 years that's
2: yeah, pretty crazy and they still that's a quarter
1: of a century they still recruit like a top 25 level most well, years yeah, they yeah. are still a top 25 recruiting team now they recruiting the wrong guys or not retaining them or not developing well or whatever right mm-hmm. all of the above but still to be able to bring in a top 25 class most years to be able to out recruit the rest of the big Ten West who's been wildly more successful most years, that's why I say, yes, they're absolutely going to be good again. Mm-hmm. Like, I have no doubt about that in my mind. Because as long as Nebraska commits the resources to it, that is the one thing that predicts success better on a long term than anything else.
2: Ziggy says 2.2, and he's a USC fan, by the way. Ziggy says 2.2 yards per carry, and you guys still think not running enough is why they lost. You guys really won't be happy until the Ford passes and in the playbook. Munkin is your perfect hire. Come on now, Ziggy. You know that I am certainly not a run-the-ball guy, and and if if we're debating the 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 call on third and four late in the game, it was th- actually third and seven. Third and seven. Yeah. Okay, thank you. And the I, issue is not that they threw; it's, it's that they did they a threw. a high risk. Low probability pass down the field. That is the
1: issue there. With a guy who can't feel part he of his could. hand still.
2: Casey Thompson obviously had issues as a quarterback today. He went 12 of 20 for 106 yards. They only averaged 5.3 yards per pass. It's not like that is a good number either. They didn't even average, Robbie, 10 yards a completion, yeah. which is horrible. The, the the yards per completion is what you normally want your yards per attempt to to be. So, no, to, to, to say it's that, I don't want them to hire Munkin, that'd be a terrible hire as well.
1: And this, but, we're not talking about the fact that you should be running the ball more. What we're talking about is that Whipple show, showed zero creativity, whether run or pass, to try and get around the deficiencies that are painfully obvious so on his team. One of
2: the th- things that we talked about earlier, Ravi, was rule Casey Thompson out, allow him to throw outside the pocket, so or maybe take he gets... off
1: and run if there's a gap yeah. there.
2: Like because obviously they were okay letting him run. Yeah. How about this from Aaron in Papillion? He says, "How many times did you think they're running screens because there were so many D linemen in the
1: backfield when it was actually just a drop back? It was so awful. Like yeah. And, and if that's the case, then just go go ahead and just run the screen yeah, at that point. Ex- exactly. Run some screen. I mean, and there's been zero creativity in the running game. There's been zero creativity in the passing game. That's my issue, Ziggy. Yeah. It's not that I want him to run the ball 80 times. Mm-hmm. Now, if you had Logan Smothers in there and you were trying to call plays to his strengths, yeah, you're going to run the ball dramatically more. Mm-hmm. Okay, That's when we were talking about running the ball more. But Whipple just has no ability to identify the weaknesses of his team and call plays to try and scheme around Or the it.
2: weaknesses of the opposition, it seems to sometimes.
1: Yes. Right? Uh, no, Yeah, he basically is just going to run what he wants to run regardless of, of personnel, situation, situation game situation, like any of it, he just has no desire or no ability to do that, one or the other.
2: And one more tweet before we get to Mike's phone call at 402-951-1620. Todd says, Why is no one talking about Duval? Our strength and conditioning has regressed over the past five years. What was once the pride of this program is now a laughing stock." stock. I'll give you two reasons why we haven't talked about it today. First, for me, is it's just like such a given. I enter every discussion, and it's like, yeah, the strength and conditioning has been so bad. Total trash. And the other part is, like, that's the one thing that we don't—I mean, we don't see practices, but like that is such a, a specific area. You know, I don't I'm, look. I, I've texted you for weightlifting advice. I, I don't have like the best handle on. You know, now if you want to talk to me about the players going for, uh, you know, a bunch of for an 18-mile run, then I—I'm I, your, your guy. guy. I'm your guy to talk about it with. But but look, trying to get me, some boulder shoulders for me. For me, it's a given that the strength and conditioning has been so trash, and so in a game like today. I am more apt to talk about play calling and the situations that they found themselves in inside of the football. If you want
1: to talk about the program as a whole, obviously the strength and conditioning staff has done a very poor job. They got shell shocked in year one Mm -hmm. and saw how big everyone was and Mm -hmm. said, Oh, we have to get enormous. And they forgot that in able to be good at football, you also have to be able to move. Mm -hmm. Being big only helps you if you're big and can move. And they totally neglected that part of the equation. They got Huge dudes, especially on the offensive line, and none of them can move. How many times have we seen uh, Ben Hart or, or Corcoran or whoever just get blown by on the edge by a 240-pound defensive lineman or outside linebacker, and they couldn't move the two steps? I mean, it's literally most of the time two steps to try and be able to block someone. And so, I, listen, the strength and conditioning, huge problem. I'll be happy after the season, to talk to you about strength and conditioning all day. Because that is a larger program problem. We're talking about a today problem, though. Yeah, this is not Big Red Strength Training overreaction, but we could get
2: to that on another time. Uh, a couple people, by the way, are mad about your Frank Solish take. Let's go back to the phones at four hundred two. Never should have been hired. 1620. Mike is up next. Hi, Mike.
0: Hi, hey guys. How are you? Good. Good. Hey. Um, the Big Ten West mm-hmm. is horrible. Mm. Sucks. Mm. Terrible. Mm-hmm. So that's telling that should tell people how piss poor Nebraska is. There is there is no talent. I mean I ain't gonna say none. There's a few sparks here and there, but there's no talent on that team. That team has no depth. It is brutal. How can not not the very last possession, but the possession before we gave Wisconsin the ball back? We try to run the ball, which is good to you know, milk some clock. The guy gets the ball and he loses six yards on a handoff. That's that's asinine. So then they get seven yards back the next play and it's still third and six. You know, it's, it, it's, and it happened all game. The offensive line's brutal and that's been hashed to death. It's, you know, and it's just there's no talent on this team. And Mickey Joseph is right, and he's he's being as nice as he can when he says it in every press conference. Well, we got to recruit, we got to get depth. So in other words, he's telling you that the players we got ain't good enough. Mm-hmm. They ain't good enough. Mm-hmm. And also, I am not for Mickey Joseph to be the head coach, and I am I'm not. But to say he's just a recruiter. Is wrong too. That dude could be a very good position coach, OC or something like that. Just to say he's a recruiter is wrong. He's he that guy knows football. He knows this stuff. And but then uh, but our defense, we're like, oh, our defense is better. No, it's not. Every they were ran the ball. They got seven eight yards. And I mean, they gave up fifteen
1: goals. points, man. Like, come on.
0: Oh, I know, but come on. But whose fault is that? Is that uh? That, that Leonard's fault. I would have never. I would have never threw a pass. Would have never threw a pass with Merch. A, that's that's another thing too. Our, our defensive backs. Merch is a quarterback, and our defensive packs are getting beat by Wisconsin wide receivers and things like that. That's horrible, horrible. And then one thing I do disagree about with you is you say, "Well, we score on scripted plays, so something works." Well yeah, it works because it's the beginning of the game, but the other teams, they know how they know how to adjust. So and what are you arguing with though, Mike? Don't.
2: Yeah, we agree with that. We're not arguing on
1: that.
0: Well yeah, you do. you said well obviously something works. Well, right, works. there but are things good. that yeah,
1: can work. I'm not saying you should do the same things over and over again as you did in the scripted plays, but there are okay. ways right. to work around it. your deficiencies. All that right. was my point. All right.
0: All right, I get you. I get you. But I'm just saying, and anybody that wants Neon or Urban Meyer to come fix this thing are crazy. We need a total rebuild. We need, I, I don't know who we need. I don't, I don't know. Well, you know, but somebody that has built programs before, and it's not going to get good anytime soon. And so somebody wants some flashy. Dion ain't coming here. It's way too cold for him. You know, and then it's just silly that these guys say that and, and see signs and stuff, stuff like that. It drives me crazy. We need a builder, somebody who's built something before.
2: Thanks for the call, Mike. 402-9-5-1-6-820. Could you say Bob? Bob? The builder? Bob the builder? B-O-B? Can he fix it? Bill O'Brien? Yes, the he builder. Can. Jacob says, I have probably had too many beers to be tweeting. No such thing. Great way to start a tweet, by the way. Love it. Burn the program to the ground and start completely fresh. Let the new coach have free reign to rebuild. There is something currently ingrained into the fabric of this this institution that has to change. Ingrained into the fabric. Ingrained into the fabric. Back to the phones we go. Shad is up next on Big Red Overreaction on 1620 The Zone and 101.9 The cake. Shad, what's up? Hey guys, hey,
3: you know, I've never heard that before. Too drunk to treat uh, to to treat to tweet. Mm-hmm. Um, that's interesting. Um, the uh, the offensive line, their work ethic, they have the work ethic of Twitter employees, but we all know Twitter employees block a lot better. So oh, there's my, <laughs> there's my horrible joke for the day. But uh, anyway, uh, anybody wants to put this loss on the defense, the last caller, you know, yeah. saying that Bad you take. know. We, we find find the last time that uh, we held Wisconsin to 15 points. Um, you'll need to look back a ways yeah but uh if you can't score if you can't score more than 14 um you don't win very often mm-hmm. and it's very clear that uh we have we have problems at uh offensive coordinator and i i don't know for everything scott's culture was horrible but i, I still believe he was a competent. uh Offense installer and play caller, mm. and I think he was. I think he was better. I think he was better as a play caller than than Whipple is, and I think that's been borne out. Since,
1: <laughs> I might agree with I, you there, man. Yeah, that's not don't, something I would have agreed. I would have ever imagined agreeing with, but you might be right. Yeah,
3: yeah. Don't don't misconstrue it as a generalized Scott Frost defense. At no, times. sure, he, sure. Yeah, he, he needed to go, but in terms of play calling, um, there was the. I don't remember exactly which game it was, and. uh but Scott came out and said, you've got to be creative when you, when you call plays in this league. And I think he was making direct reference to Whipple's obvious lack of creativity when he's, when he's calling plays. And when you become predictable and you don't have too many options that work in the first place, I think they just had, they, they played Casey Thompson because he's better at game management. They didn't want to rely too much on his, on his throwing game. Um, and to think that we're this deep into somebody's tenure and we'd be that shallow at quarterback and we had to go to the portal just to get one guy who looks like a Division One athlete at yep. that position—that's just hideous. And I, I, someone, please tell me how I, I hate to bash kids, you know, by name, but I, I don't know how Chuba Purdy's a Division One athlete, and the fact that he was the backup and got a mess there—you got mess, you just got mess all over the field. And I, I until we can block and uh, you know effectively sustain drives, the, the importance of offensive line play—it's it's both sides of the same coin. Wisconsin proved today that if you have a, a if you have a confident offensive line, even if you're having a terrible day, you can still win the game because you can you can sustain the drive long enough to make a play, and that's what they did. So I don't know. The safety took the wrong um, was a little late on help on that pass play down that got him first and goal to put mm-hmm. the thing away. Mm-hmm. Um, and but there's always woulda, coulda, shoulda, and yeah. it's it's sad to see. I thought we were going to pull it out, and, but you know what? The thing that I hate the most about this era, you know, and I grew up in the heyday of '94, '95, '96,
0: '97.
3: Yeah. But uh, the, the thing I hate most about this era is it's it's just I don't even feel a punch to the gut anymore when we lose. Yeah. And I haven't for I I haven't for a long time, and that's a that's a sad thing to see. And I, I don't know how long a program can last once the passion and once that kind of thing, once that kind of thing sets in. And the last thing I'll say is. I'm probably more optimistic about the future than than some people because I think name, image and likeness are gonna be better in Lincoln, Nebraska with our fan base than they are in I, I think we're I think we're easily top ten with that. And I think that's gonna boost our recruiting and I think you get the right program manager and and architect in here and I think we've got all kinds of resources to put behind them and, and get things turned around. But it's a it's a sad thing to see and you almost it's almost a chuckle at this point when you see the guy come down with the ball inside the Inside the five to, to be able to clinch the thing. But, yep. Chad, thanks for know. the call, man. I, I couldn't.
2: I, I couldn't. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, you know, A and M. We've made fun of A and M on the show today. They're getting a lot of. They're catching a lot of grief. They had a horrible game. They ended up winning. I think twenty three to three today against who? UMass. Right? That's yeah, who UMass. Was? Yeah. Uh, and the the crowd essentially emptied
1: out in the. No, it round. was it was empty at halftime.
2: Yeah, and and uh, I, I, I I have you know. I understand making fun of them. Oh God, Kentucky just threw a horrible interception uh, inside the red zone. I think their second red zone turnover of the day, and now George is going. Oh, he's all taking that the, to the, the house. other day. And hey. oh, oh, oh a flag's thrown. Uh, but I, I've, you know, look, it's fun to make fun of him. I get it. Um, I'm with John. Though. Also, people keep tagging the wrong Robbie Lula on Twitter, which is really funny. To I him. didn't
1: even know there was another one. Yeah, this guy
2: in Indian he keeps getting tagged. Um, he's gonna be so confused. He's like, "What? I don't care about Frank Solich." <laughs> uh, I but, have to be to work in the morning. Why are you pulling up my phone? But um, I, I'm with John Bishop. There's something about those fans making a statement. And look, Trev Alberts already fired Frost, so like, I guess you don't have to totally make a statement today on senior day. But Nebraska has taken this fan base for granted for years now. And so while I think it's cool, and I think there is something to be prideful about with the crowd – at Memorial Stadium on a day like today when the weather sucks, it's super windy, and the team is god-awful and have, has lost now their eighth game in a season for, what, the fifth time in the last six years or fourth time in the last six years? It's cool to be prideful about that, but man, it also allows for the program to take you for granted. And so, you know, going back to that phone call, I wonder, you know, how much longer that place will be that way. Um, because on one hand, it's pretty cool. On the other, it's really sad. That, they, that that many people keep showing up and that many people keep driving home, whether it's to Omaha, whether it's to Kearney, whether it's to Grand Island, whether it's to Colorado, Wyoming, whatever it is, and to have to watch this crap week after week after
1: week. Yeah, I mean, we're in real danger of becoming pre-2016 Cubs fans. Yeah, seriously. I mean, that's what, you know, because I, I don't know that anyone's going to stop showing up. I just don't know if it's in our nature. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be a different thing uh pretty soon. And and listen, if they hire an exciting coach next year, I think you'll have a lot of fan enthusiasm and and get people on board, but you've got to see progress. And listen, I I said earlier, this isn't a quick fix. Even with that being said, I think you can make a bowl game next year with the right hire. That's not a that is not a difficult bar to clear. Look at the look at the West. Mm-hmm. This is not a gauntlet. You can get Three non-con wins and three wins in the West, if you have any sort of competency as a football program. It's really not that hard. And so Yeah, to miss a bowl game in this era this many times in a row in this division. Is unforgivable. They're not
2: I mean, they're they're not they're gonna rue the day. They're gonna look back on this in a couple years when the conference moves to one large divisionless league. And they're going to be like, how the hell? Super. They, never, they never won the West. They ne- they will leave, uh, assuming they don't win it next year. Which and that's is, a fairest, I think is a fa- safe
1: they assumption. They will never
2: have won the Big Ten West. Not one in time. In
1: an era where, especially after the first couple years of Paul Christ, Wisconsin fell off pretty dramatically in the last five years. Iowa. Iowa's never really been special. Northwestern has won two of these things. Two divisions. Northwestern,
2: yeah, that won a time they were eight and four when they won the division. They were they lost all their non-conference
1: games. Northwestern, who is currently only win over Nebraska this year, still, 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 <laughs> that Northwestern has won two division titles in the last five years. In the last five years, since Nebraska hired Frost, and Nebraska is
2: 0 for the West. Uh, text before we go to uh, one more call and then take a break. Cody says a friend called to check on me. I said, absolutely, I'm fine. I took Nebraska plus 10. Uh, editor's note, I also had him in my pick-em. Uh, at that point, I noticed how far I have fallen as a fan. A loss like that, and I'm cool. I, I'll say this before the call. Props to those of you who actually do give a crap to the degree where you're like legitimately upset right now. I don't know how you keep doing it. I, 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 am, I am amazed and impressed, and also I kind of feel sorry for you at the same time. Monty is up next on Bigger and Overreaction. Hello, Monty.
0: Yes. Hey, guys. Um, here, here's what you do. You keep Mickey Joe so you make him his coach, you keep Bill as your defensive coach. Okay? Now, you fire everybody else. Now, I'm gonna say something right now. I wanna say something. Pat Peterson, are you are you are you near your microphone? Yeah. Good. Sixteen twenty a zone need to fire you on Monday because you know nothing about to football oh, wow. and the only reason why you got hired 1620
1: is his own Very, very sorry for you. Is that I, why? I... Wow, Monty. Listen. <laughs> Trigger. Jeez. <laughs> I feel the same way about pity jobs, the same way I do about pity sex. I'll take yeah, it. You'll take
2: it? <laughs> Monty. What a, well, now I'm going to say it. What a stupid-ass phone call <laughs> to say they should hire Mickey and keep Bill Bush. Monty, if you want Nebraska to keep being horrible at football, <laughs> that's the way to do it. Idiot. Good lord. This edition of BiggerDoll Reaction brought to you by our friends at Coors Light. Keeping Nebraska chill. Also brought to you by Equitable Bank. Uh, we take banking personally. And finally brought to you by Burton. When your plum is hurting, just call Burton. <laughs> Joel says, why didn't you dump him when he said Mickey head coach? Look, if people want to say stupid crap on the radio, feel free. You know, I, yeah. we allow smart callers and we obviously some, allow bad callers. Some, like Monty, who's still been listening to this show for a decade. Yeah, despite the rent, fact that... rent free.
1: Yeah, despite the fact that uh, he apparently thinks you never should have been hired.
2: Monty, we appreciate you tuning in as often as you do, man. A people true feel pe- sorry for me? A true people. Pre- Everyone now, hey, feel bad for me. Boss, hire me, hire me. <laughs> Good Lord. All right, uh, Rich, Phil, Bob, and uh, whoever else wants to call at 402-951-1620. Give us a call right now. We have a line open for you, Padilla. I guess you got the full Monty, huh? <laughs>
1: It uh, really was the full Monty yeah. experience. Uh, Joel,
2: that was amazing. Todd, go scorched earth on Monty. Look, at the g- idiot. He's an idiot. <laughs> All right. Uh, more phone calls when we return. bigger overreaction. Josh, Ravi, and Chance, Monty free for the rest of the show here on 6020 The Zone and 1019 The Keg.